Hey there, you're listening to a special bonus edition of the podcast. I'm interviewing as many people as I can to offer insight into how to communicate during the coronavirus pandemic. My guest on this episode is Krista Fabrick. She is a marketer and a speaker and a professor who is helping organizations, small to medium-sized businesses, market during the crisis. This is an unprecedented time for sure. A lot of small to medium-sized businesses are struggling with how to keep the doors open. And also, if they are open, how do you market the product during a pandemic? So the small businesses, the medium-sized businesses, they are being hit hard. And I spoke with Krista about ways that they can survive this crisis, how they can adapt to the crisis, and some of the pivots that they can make to be able to emerge from it. Listen to my special episode with Krista Fabrick. Hi, Krista. Thank you for joining me on this video chat. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm so I've been looking forward to our conversation for a while now. <laughs> it's been a while, yes. And where it started, of course, and I remember this, it was it was a night where I needed to fall asleep and I couldn't. And I was making every mistake where you stay up on social media. <laughs> and I was on LinkedIn and it was your article that just jumped out at me because I thought it was so fascinating and it was how to enter a room. Mm -hmm. And I read it and I thought, Oh, this is the best podcast, you know, episode (laughs) topic I could think of. Like, I couldn't wait to speak with you. And then of course, since, you know, things happen and now here we are, uh, the coronavirus we're into, you know, at this point of recording, we're like four weeks into it. I guess I'm East coast, you're West coast. You're probably actually in Arizona. We were a little behind the curve in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, you're behind the curve. And I noticed that. And also it's interesting how they talk about with the baseball season, how they may be playing baseball in Arizona. Yes. Arizona is a unique area. But right. as, as we spoke, I understand like you have clients really around the country, don't you? I really do. Yep. And you specialize in, uh, you know, in this idea of the small to medium sized business owner. So we needed to reconnect because I still thought that there was value in what you have to offer. But just when we come to that time and place where we get into rooms again, together again, we're right. definitely, I'm going to revisit that, like how to enter a room, but talk yeah. about, yeah, not being applicable at all because no one's in the right. room unless you're with your family. Um, but Krista, I, I wanted to talk to you, you know, today and, and, and interview interview you and get your um, ideas about marketing because I'm still following you actively on LinkedIn and you are so good about putting videos out there and training and, and offering it for free. And I love your content. So today I wanted to take, you know, have a brief chat on how we could help um, marketers, small to business marketers uh, get through this. So what have you been doing? What have you been thinking? Any thoughts have changed in the last few weeks in your business? Yeah. So, you know, right away, as soon as I saw everything was starting to shut down around the country where these, you know, restaurants and coffee shops and, um, you know, non-essential businesses that were either shutting down completely or having to reduce their offerings completely. Um, you know, I have a network of, of those of my clients and of just small businesses I know here that were going, oh, my gosh, I have to shut my doors or, oh, my gosh, who am I going to have to lay off or, oh, my gosh, how am I ever going to survive this? And And I immediately started hearing that and I went, what can I do to help? Okay. Like I, you know, I've been through um, the 2008, you know, recession or whatever, all those years, um, you know, I've, I've been through um, some very specific crisis um, situations with clients where, 
Uh, for example, you may remember Tiger Woods and his fiasco. Tiger Woods Foundation was a client of mine. Um, Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Wait a minute. I, ha- you know, I have to, I have to pause here for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> so when the Tiger Woods um, fiasco, so I know it was Thanksgiving. Give me the year. Na- oh what year 2008 was or nine. I can't even remember the year anymore. I worked for that agency for five years. And we were the foundation so you, was our client. So you were working at, as, so the foundation I, was your client. And mm-hmm. were you in crisis communication mode when that happened? So, well, we were, we were their agency of record and we were in the room when, when the whole team at Tiger Woods Foundation found out the news of what was going on. And, and it was, yeah. And then we went into crisis mode of what, how do we fix this? How do we not lose every donor we have? Because the work the foundation was doing was amazing, helping children in underserved communities build their characters after school programs. It was all in Southern California and it was, and we didn't want those children to suffer because Tiger Woods had made some serious mistakes. Because, um, yes. And so it was, yeah, it was the best lesson I've ever had in crisis communication and crisis marketing because we had to figure out how to get through that. Storm. Oh my gosh. Now, Krista, I don't want to like take this long, circuitous pass, path through it to get to what we were talking about, but marketing. But okay, so we're in a crisis moment right now. It's COVID-19. It's not taking ambient and having affairs and then having your wife, you know, slam your uh, car door as you run out into a tree. But what was the lesson? Like, how did the foundation get through it? Was there any type of value system or messaging or what was the response? Well, so the number one thing that I learned from that, which is what I've been preaching all over to anybody that would listen right now is communication, which is why I think we're having this talk, right? Is because they, the foundation couldn't go silent. They had to immediately get ahead of it. They had to immediately get out to all their schools that they had programs in, to their employees at the centers that were helping the kids, to all their donors. So the, the, the immediate, as quickly as possible, we helped them craft the messaging, what's the core message we're going to get out there and how we're going to get it. Emails, phone calls, letters, you know, in-person visits, everything, because we had to get ahead of it. We had to say, we are aware that this has happened. This doesn't affect the foundation's core values that, you know, this is what we stand for reiterating the message of the foundation. And that still applies today, right? Is if you're a small business and you've shut your doors, don't go silent. You know, you, you need to talk to your customers, let them know you're coming back, let them know what you're doing in the meantime. How are you improving your business? Um, If you're still open, communicate even more, right? You know, so that's, Definitely the communication. Yeah. And in the case of whether it's, you know, clearly the Tiger Woods Foundation back then or even now, I mean, this is one of these out of the blue, unknown, unknown crises that happen. And this leads into it perfectly. It sounds as if you're saying what I say a lot too. You really can't over communicate when there is a message or a value system there. So now right. let's transition this into, um, so in terms of your background now, you work with a lot of small to medium-sized businesses. Yes. Um, and this idea of communicating clearly and regularly, I assume that's what you're telling all your clients right now. So yeah. anyone listening to you now that, is, that isn't a client, but, but, in, but in that category, what would you be telling them to do from a communication perspective right now as it relates to the coronavirus? So I think it's, it's going to depend on the business situation. So if they've temporarily shut their doors, they can be finding ways to provide value to their, their customers and potential customers 
by email, by, you know, social media, whatever platform they're talking about by their blogs, by giving helpful information, motivational information, entertaining information, you know, depends on what your brand voice is. Um, but I've seen a couple of local businesses and I had a, a client who's, um, in fact, one of my clients, he's a speaker and he of course has zero gigs at the moment that everything's yes, been, I feel it, I feel to, it to the second half of the year or next year. Um, and so he's been putting out a ton of free, he, he does a lot of mindset stuff. So he's been putting out um, old, edited versions of his keynotes that people don't pay a lot of money to see um, for free. He's been putting out, you know, reaching out to his past clients going, can I provide a virtual version of something to help you? You know, so he has been um, really just putting that out there. So he shut down, but he is taking the time he has to um, try and build his audience, you know, on social media and online. And then also to keep the relationships alive with people who have hired him in the past or who have him rescheduled for later and is trying to find ways to help them. So even though it may not generate income immediately, long-term, these people are going to remember him and they're going to want to keep hiring him when this is all over. Right. So, so yeah. So it sounds like there's value you're saying in the pivot. So you're encouraging all of your clients because for the most part across the board, everyone is getting some type of hit of yes. what's happening to them, either from right. a customer point of view, revenue point of view. And I was the same way, you know, as a speaker. I mean, literally like in two days, everything was, yeah. a whoop, you know, either yeah, gone or rescheduled. And, and, and my pivot was creating this response kit, you know, is, is just yep. putting all my information out there and, yeah. and helped. And it was just like a slight pivot that worked because you're finding more need, I think. So let me ask mm -hmm. you this. Um, this came up in a conversation that I had with someone the other day in my, in my office space. Her uh, husband had opened up a gym, a special personalized training gym. So a typical small business, right? Yes. And there's so many small businesses in this category where they're just not sustainable because it involves people coming in. Right. And I was talking to her right. exactly about what you're saying about the pivot. What about the yep. business that really isn't, you know, kind of like our first conversation where it was going to be like how to enter a room. What about the business that yeah. is really going to struggle with that pivot? Like, are you counseling yeah. them on maybe you should shut your doors or maybe you should pause or find a hundred percent pivot? Like, what are you telling them for counsel? Yeah. So, you know, well, for example, somebody like a gym like that, they, as long as they have any kind of ability to record video and put it online, they could be offering virtual versions of training and classes, right? Yeah. Um, so even if they have to shut their doors completely, obviously, they, nobody can come into the gym and there's nothing you can offer as takeout or anything like that. Um, right. They could still be delivering their services online. I know some restaurants locally um, decided that it wasn't worth it to keep, stay open for takeout or delivery only. Right. And so they actually shut their doors temporarily, but they are now showing up on Facebook or Instagram with sharing some recipes, sharing some, how can you, nice. you know, cook if you're missing our favorite salad, here's how you can throw it together or, you know, just things like that. So they're still communicating now, obviously how long can they go on without any revenue? They, you know, that's, we don't know. We don't know. Um, and that's each business is in a different situation. Um, I know another small local chain of restaurants here, they had four locations, they shut down to one. So they laid off the minimal amount of staff to be able to keep running and not lose all the money. And then like, I'm sure you've heard a lot of restaurants, they're offering take and bake packages, take and cook packages in addition to their right. limited takeout menu. Um, a lot of restaurants are offering grocery packages because they have excess supply. 
Um, and so, oh. and people are having struggling to find eggs and milk at the store and there's limits at the store. And so a lot oh. of, moms, yes, um, a chiropractor who's a client of mine, he's now doing mobile delivery, you know, services at the home. So people who can pay a little extra than they would in the office, um, he's coming to your home and sanitizing before and after. Um, so there's, even though it's mom and pop shops, there's a lot of little things they can do to maybe keep some cash flow coming in. Isn't that interesting? Because I was talking to a chiropractor as well. And and I haven't seen this in terms of restaurants doing the take and the bake at home. Even though like, it's common sense, I haven't seen yeah. it yet where I am in yeah. New England. But of course, it must be anywhere. So Chris, it sounds like what you're saying is, you know, unless you just can't sustain revenue-wise, that's one thing. But if you want to keep the doors open or temporarily find your pivot, find the need right now yeah. and really yep. think differently because we're in such a different environment that yes. something you never would have thought of six months ago, all of a sudden yeah. is brilliant. Right. Yeah. We've mm. every entrepreneur and business owner has had at least one of those totally out there ideas, right? Well, if that's something you can deliver in this time and it's something that people might want or need, this is the time to try it. Why not? You know, if, if business is down or gone, might, you might as well try it. Okay, so now in terms of your offerings and your offering pivot, what about pricing and marketing? I, I do, I followed and tracked a lot of, just because I'm in PR response, right? Like the yeah. buzzy question is whenever I'm doing interviews now, what's the example of good PR and bad PR? And I guess the general answer is if someone just understands that they're communicating in a time and not being unnecessary and taking advantage of like crazy marketing opportunities, um, let's say someone can't pay pivot. Okay. Or they don't, they don't have that, that type of uh, business profile to do it and they need to come up with offers. So now we're talking about the revenue, the money and the offering. What should a small to medium sized business do in terms of sales? Yes. So, you know, if people want or need your products right now or your services, I don't, I'm telling everybody, don't be afraid to market. Don't be afraid to sell just because we're in a crisis. You, you don't, doesn't mean you have to stop selling, right? People still have things they need, have things they want. Now, do you have to change the way you sell and be intentional and careful with your messaging? Absolutely. Um, But as far as like offers, promotions, you know, it depends on your business. Like, for example, right now, a lot of the restaurants are offering very, very good takeout prices because their overhead is down, right? So people understand that when we come back and you go dine in, you can't expect that same pricing. But if you're somebody who's selling, you know, a specific product, and you're trying to cut the you know 50% discount just to get some revenue in right now, if you do that too long, that's going to hurt you. And those customers are going to come to expect that as the regular price. Right, right. And I'm noticing the opposite. I'm noticing a spike in prices with restaurants really? know, back east. Yeah, because it, even the kids notice it. They're like, how much was that? $90, you know, for like, some fast food, yeah, you California know, burger. In California and Arizona, the, the restaurants, at least, um, I pay, I haven't been paying attention to the chains as much. The chain's been offering like some things, but they've been doing, you know, free delivery, um, free dessert with takeout, um, you know, th- 50% off beer and wine with takeout, um, right. you know, 35% off normal prices. Um, my husband and I just had our anniversary on Wednesday and we went to order takeout from our favorite steakhouse. I got a, we got a, I got a six ounce filet, a side, a salad and a dessert for $29. 
that's normally like $50 at that restaurant. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's well, um, congratulations on your happy anniversary there. That's <laughs> wonderful. Um, yeah. So it, I, I, I would agree with you on what you're saying is it, it just simply, you know, it just as the pivot in business pivot with your pricing and, right. and, and now it is, I like that people are looking at partially free. It's not as if everything needs to be free because all of a sudden we're in a crisis. Right. But if you get creative with your pricing in terms of like come down when people need something, yes. but if they want it, you know, maybe you don't have to come down as, as hard or yeah. on it, but that's super, that's, that's interesting. Well, okay. So getting, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say one more thing, like if for service-based businesses, for example, if you're still able to provide services, whatever that might be, Maybe you maybe you've never offered a payment plan before, but now you do. You know yeah, things good. like that. So people are scared. Oh my goodness, I I can't give this one big chunk of money for this service right now. But if I break it up over the next three months, that feels safer because I know you know I have a tax refund coming. I know you know I'll have a little more revenue here. I don't want to give this all up because what if my revenue dries up next month? You know. So, right. Oh, even being great. creative with the way you take payment. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, I'm glad you added that. I never thought of that. That's that's wonderful tip. Okay. So now we've talked about pivoting with um with the offerings, pivoting on price. Let's talk about the last piece of it, which are your employees, your small to medium sized business. So you already have the stress of less revenue likely, but now you have a staff. And yeah. I in the PR speak, we call these our internal stakeholders. So yep. what, what do you, what are you encouraging your clients to do about them, about that critical group? Right. So, um, I am fortunate that some of my clients that the clients of mine that do have, um, more than one, one or two employees, they've been in business for many years and mm -hmm. have a pretty solid foundation. And so as of right now, they've maybe done some reduction in hours for some of their employees, but that's it. They've been able to not lay them off. That I know that's not a lot of people aren't that lucky, right? Um, but and I think it also depends on the state state you're in. Like I know Arizona and California both are offering um, a lot of paycheck relief things. There's a lot of great small business loans. Like in Arizona, we have yeah. a fabulous program that just launched. That a lot of the small businesses I know and and clients and people I talk to are applying and are able to use those to continue paying their employees at least part of their salary. Right. Um, so it's I think it's just going to be very dependent on your, you know, what's your savings, what's your revenue, what's your, what, what state are you in and what programs are there? But I've been telling everybody, if they, if I don't know the answer, do your research, go to your local small your business, you know, administration website and find out what are your options for helping your employees. Mm -hmm. uh, if, even if it's for them to apply, the employees themselves to apply for some sort of assistance, but sometimes the employees have no idea where to look. Right. And so I like this too, that you are helping employees with their economic hardship as well. So to help mm -hmm. them look for things. Um, so it sounds as if, you know, work hard, do what you can pivot in places where you can keep the doors open, keep people play, uh, paid, but just sustain while you try to emerge. So you're in the business right now of helping people stay in business, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I have, I, you know, I know there are some businesses right now that are thriving, right. <laughs> obviously, you know, a lot of the technology companies and the hand sanitizer companies, all that, but you know, yeah, for the most, the average small business right now, they're trying to figure out how to survive. Um, and so, yeah, that's, I'm communicate over communicate <laughs> and then, you know, pivot when possible and find ways to cut costs. Of course, anything that you can cut costs on um, so that you can, you know, whatever cash flow you are getting and yeah. 
Oh, so so Krista, as I mentioned earlier, you've you've offered so much value online. You are, you know, you you live and work what you preach. You know, obviously, yeah. is you give where you can, but because there's still a need, you're still in business, and people still right. need you. Now, um, what are some of the offerings that you have on LinkedIn? If someone wanted to find you on LinkedIn, what are some of the things that you're offering? <laughs> With your videos um, and yeah, so on LinkedIn, you know, I I'm try I'm not. I'm the least consistent on LinkedIn, sadly, but honestly, you know, majority of my clients, um, find me or watch me and then become my client on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and so that's why I, have I struggled to get consistent on LinkedIn, but on LinkedIn, I do still provide a lot of uh, videos. And for the last three weeks or so, I've, as you notice, I've been pretty much only talking about how to market right now or what to do right now. So, you know, sharing both text posts and videos to help People. I'm actually about to, um, I want to publish today an open letter to small businesses during this crisis to help them with their marketing. So I, it's about a thousand word blog that's going to just really go point by point, um, compiling everything I've been talking about. So they have one place to go and read how they can move forward right now. Oh, that's and you're publishing it today? Yes. Okay. Well, I will make sure that there, if anyone watching that the link will be in our show notes and will be in the link because we'll have this uh, video on YouTube as well. But just the fact that I'm primarily predominantly following you on LinkedIn, but you're big on Facebook, on Instagram. It sounds again, what you're telling businesses be everywhere that you can and tell people right. what you have to offer. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, Kristen, <laughs> thank you so much for speaking with me today. I mean, what great valuable advice that I, you know, that I certainly want to pass on to my clients as well. And, and even me as a small business owner, you gave me you know, some great things to think about. Um, but Krista, could you, your website, Krista, Krista.com. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing. And I will definitely, when there comes a time, we are going to have the interview yes. <laughs> about how to walk uh, into a room. <laughs> that will be a fun one. I love that. Cause as, you know, one thing we didn't talk about is I do, I'm a college professor as well. And I teach workshops to businesses all the time. And so I, I'm used to walking into the room and having to figure out are the students happy, sad, stressed? Are these business owners? Are they engaged? What's going on? So that's why I talk a lot about that that stuff. So Oh, you and me both. I didn't know that. I didn't know that you are you in front of the college classroom, like standing up or are you online? Yep. No, I'm norm in normally in, in, in yeah, normally in the classroom. <laughs> wow, you are one busy person, but like me, you get it you're you're dealing with your Gen Xers, your Gen Z, your millennials, yep. your baby boomers, and you take it all and you pile it all into the mix and you learn how to disseminate information. Um, thank you so much for speaking with me. This was incredibly helpful. I know that you have helped a small business owner today. Thank you. I sure hope so. Thank you again for having me on. This was so enjoyable. I want to thank Krista for joining me on the podcast and also for dropping that Easter egg about Tiger Woods. It's fascinating. Again, the intersection between marketing and crisis communications. Never before this pandemic would I have said that those two intersected as much as they do now. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Keep listening. I'm going to be doing more interviews and including them in my special COVID-19 communication response kit. It is an area for anyone who needs to communicate to their important key stakeholders during a time of the pandemic. So check it out now on my website, mollymcpherson.com, or you can find it on responsekit.org. Thanks for listening. I'll speak to you again next week.